Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand, somebody. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for the month of October. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. This month will be full of favor. It will be full of good news. It will be full of testimonies. In the name of Jesus. We will experience your help like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's a month of breakthroughs. It's a month of open doors. In the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give him a big shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seat. Um, This past Monday was Pastor Mildred's birthday. Hallelujah. Amen. So should we wish her a happy birthday? So let's just say happy birthday, Pastor Mildred. All right. Amen. Yes. Praise God. She's getting younger and younger by the day. Amen. (laughs) I'm telling you, she's finer now than when we first met. I don't know how she's doing it. When we grow up, we want to be like you. Amen. Please, for those that want to send gifts and all that, I'm her manager, so pass it through me. We assure you that uh, the gifts will get to her and a committee shall be set up to make sure all the gifts get to her. Praise God. It's only in Nigeria that we set up a committee to follow up the committee that have been set up. <laughs> all right, this is our marriage month. Um, like I said last week, everybody, most people that see me online and all that think I preach marriage every day in my church. Um, but um, I don't. It's only once in a year, one month in a year, that we teach on marriage in church. Um, and this is that month, uh, marriage month. Um, so we're going to teach on marriage most of this month. And, um, um, and we have a lot of meetings and programs packaged along those lines for this month. So it's a major, major month. For those that are single, we have salt tomorrow. For those that are single... So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an event for single people. Now, it's not, it's not just built only around marriage. There'll be other things that will go on, games, fun, and other areas of life will be talked about. So, but if you're a single person, it's something you want to be around for. Um, interact with people of your kind. Even if you're in a relationship, you're still single. Come and interact. It's, it's, it's not only about marriage, okay? So it's going to be fun. It's going to hold at the mainland center. So please take notice. It's a public holiday, so road will be free. It's hold at the mainland center, 9 a.m., Loads of fun. I'll be there. Pastor Major will be there. Peter will be there. It's going to be awesome. And they have hooded tops. I think they're still available. You can get it. We're all going to be rocking our hooded top that day. Praise God. For the married folks, if you're married in the house, can I see your hand? You're a married person, married person, married person. Yeah, thank you. For the married folks, um, don't forget, marriage conference is when? Eh? Marriage conference is when? Some of you don't even know the date. It's 22nd of October, Saturday. It's a marriage conference for that, for Lagos, for those in Abuja. Abuja is 23rd, Sunday afternoon. So please, you don't want to miss it. Um, early bird registration ends this Friday. 
So if you're interested in the early bird, please make sure um, you register as before Friday, all right? Very, very, very important. Um, I have some of the, one of the biggest coaches in America coming. His name is Hassani Pettiford with his wife, Danielle Pettiford. They'll be preaching and sharing in that conference. So please make sure all married people register. And register for your friends. This is a good thing to give your friend as a gift. Instead of giving them shama. If you have a married couple that is close to you, your friends, register for them. Give them as a gift or invite them. You know, let them register. And most of you might even have friends that are going through a hard time in marriage. These are the kind of things you do for them. Praise God. You say, uh, maybe you are not a counselor, but you can bring them for such meetings where they will be impacted. Okay? All right. So, today is an intro um, of the series we are starting. It's titled, More Than a Marriage. Come and say with me, More Than a Marriage. Um, I'll, and, I, and I'll be talking about some of my books, and I'll also be signing them for those that will want me to sign the books after the service. So please, you buy, and I'll be able to sign. So more than a marriage, what do we mean by that? Over the years, I've learned that um, most people have a wrong idea of what marriage is. They have a wrong opinion, wrong idea, wrong expectation of what marriage is. So many people think marriage is the destination. They just want to marry. They think that's the destination, and that's not the destination. Marriage itself is just like a vehicle or a journey. It's not the destination. But because we have never really learned what marriage is about, many people are getting married just because it's the next step to take after some certain age. It's just the next thing you need to do. But we have not fully understood the impact and the power and the purpose of marriage. That's why people are getting married and their lives are not changing. Marriage is one of the most powerful things on the earth. In fact, it's the first institution that God himself started. It's too powerful. If you understand the purpose of marriage, if you are single, you want to get married. And if you are married, you want to stay married. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You'll be able to maximize the purpose. I literally believe that most married people are not really benefiting. They're not really harnessing the real benefits that God puts inside marriage. It's too loaded. It's too loaded. Nothing that God does is just for fun. For God himself to say it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, forget me. Forget that me I'm preaching marriage. I'm not the person you're worried about. For the almighty God that created man, created the earth, he looked at it from Genesis chapter 1. Everything he made, he said it was good. He said he made the stars, it was good. Made the water, it was good. Made the fishes, it was good. Everything he made, it was galaxies, sun, star. He said it was good. When he came to man, after he made man, for the first time, God said it's not good. God himself looked at what he did and said this thing is not good enough. It's not good for man to be alone. So if you're a grown man here and you are single, I'm telling you it's not good for you to be alone. Somebody get what I'm saying? Let me turn to your neighbor and say it's not good for you to be alone. If stray bullet touch you, it touch you. If stray bullet touch you, it touch you. Now your turn. <laughs> if stray bullet, if it touch you, it touch you. It's not good for you to be alone, man. They, and the same thing for you if you are married and you are still living like you're alone. It's still not good for you to be alone. How many tell anybody it's not good for you to be alone? Today is straight bullet day. If you are married, because there are many people that are married and are literally still living. If you're a married person here and you're really not working in partnership with your wife or your partner, you are, you are still wasting the whole concept. You are still wasting the whole idea. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That union is powerful. 
It just pains me that people just don't harness it. If, if, if we could really understand the benefits, you would not stay single another day of your life. There's no need. Especially if you, if you, if you can't get married. You will stay. Why? Why? Why would you want to stay single? God says it's not good for you to be alone. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It's not a suggestion or it's a fact. The day you marry and you really marry well with the right purpose and intent, you will know that you are wasting your time being single. I'm not talking about you go and marry Mami Watao. Uh-huh, because some people say, Pastor, and that's not the experience I have. Or I know my uncle, he married in his life. But if you, if you marry right, okay? Because truly, there are some people that you've married, they'll just destroy your life. Again, that's what, when you understand the purpose, you even choose better. Because the Bible says, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband's head. DJ, give me scriptures. Hope you, are, hope you, are, hope you have an agile DJ today. A virtuous word, woman. Which kind of woman did they talk about? Did they say a pretty woman? No, no, I need somebody faster on that turntable. Track two. I need somebody faster on that place. Falaka is not around. Don't believe he's not around. Uh, this is slow. And the background self is not helping. <laughs> Let's read together. Everybody wants to go. Say crown. Stop there. Did they say a sexy woman? No, you're not answering me. Did they say a sexy woman? Did they say a fine woman? Did they say a rich woman? They said a what? So, you, know, you must always see Bible in context. This doesn't mean if you marry any woman. They didn't say uh, any woman is a crown to her. That's not what they said, though. Uh-huh. You go and marry my mother now. Come and say, uh, Pastor, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. They didn't say any woman. They say what? A virtuous woman. So when you, when you marry the right kind of woman, they said it's the crown to your husband's head. That means before that time, the husband did not have a crown. What does a crown do to a man? Uh-uh. What does a crown do to a man? This thing is not hard now. What does a crown do to a man? Pastor, Chike, stand up. As he's here now, what is he? Pastor Chike, if I, if I bring a crown, like when Queen Elizabeth died, I will bring a crown. And put on his head. What does he become? That's smart, simple. Thank you. He's now pastor king or king pastor. They are saying that you enter your kingship when you marry right. I'm telling you, apart from the fact that the Bible says it, me, I've experienced it personally. I've experienced it personally. If I had my way now with what I know, I would have married earlier. I would have mar- that means that my life has gone further back than this by now. He said two are better than one. They have a good role for labor. He said, he that finds a wife, finds what? A good thing and obtains what? I can give you scripture after scripture. So it's paining me that many people don't know the purpose of marriage. They are getting married. They don't even know why they are getting married. So that's even affecting what they are choosing, who they are choosing. When you know the purpose of a thing, it becomes easier to choose. Again, I dealt with that in one of my books here, titled 25 Wrong Reasons People Enter Relationships. If you're a single person, you must get that book. If you enter for the wrong reason, you have most likely entered with the wrong person. If you enter for the wrong reason, you have most likely entered with what? The wrong person. If you don't know why you are getting married, you won't know who you are going to choose. You see, it is, it is only humans that struggle with choosing rights. Animals don't have this problem. Are you here, somebody? It's humans that don't know how to choose. Do you know there's no way in the Bible that says you marry for love? There's no way in the Bible. And why am I using Bible? Because 
God is the one that created marriage. Do we understand this? It wasn't blogs. It wasn't social studies. It wasn't uh, uh, stock shows. Because uh, social studies would define a family. Even though that definition has changed now in most developed countries. It's no more a man and a woman. Uh-huh. It can be father and father. It can be mother and mother. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? So that's why I'm, I'm always coming back to scripture. Because the, God is the one that started marriage. Okay, We must learn marriage from the creator of marriage. Do you understand? Or is any other person just telling your opinion? God is the one that will state the facts. There is nowhere in scripture they say we marry for love. They didn't say marry who you love. They only said love who you marry. There's nowhere in scripture they say marry for love. Now, And young people, let me tell you the reason why most of you are going to struggle and are struggling and will struggle if you don't renew your mind with the word of God is because the culture is teaching you that we marry for love. So if you see a young man, a young couple, you now ask the man, why did you marry this beautiful girl? You hear things like, um, you know, I just saw her one day and I just, you know, it just struck me. I fell in love with her instantly. So that's why I married her. I married her because I love her. You hear those kind of things. And women do like to hear those kind of things. That's nonsense. It's total nonsense. We don't marry for love. We do not marry for love. And of course, most of you know that I'm a bit, um, this is one of my areas professionally also. Statistically, everyone will tell you, scientifically, everyone will tell you, what keeps marriages together is not love. So even if you don't like scripture, I can go to stats. You will never see people say the marriage failed just because we don't love ourselves anymore. Some set of actions is what makes the marriage not to work. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's never just love and not love. No. So the whole idea of I marry because I love you is not a biblical concept. And guess what? It's not even a recent, or let me say, it's a recent concept. Pioneered and pushed by music and movies. A few generations ago, it wasn't so. In fact, just your generation, your parents' generation, it wasn't so at all. Nobody talks about love. Love, what is love? How do you go and tell somebody in the village, what, what does love mean? Means nothing to the guy in the village. It's, it's a recent thing pushed by music, movies, diamond sellers, flower sellers, Valentine card sellers, books, novels. This is it's, it's, it's a business concept. It's not a real concept. Because what is love? Have you ever had any sound and balanced definition of love? Because love is not easy to define. It can only be described. It's difficult to define. Even in Bible, they didn't define love. They only described it. First Corinthians 13. Even though it's a, it's a God kind of love. But they only described it. Love is kind. Love is patient. They can't define it. They can describe it. Because it's not a state. You are in. It's a promise. It's a promise. So we should stop saying I love you. We should say I want to love you. It's a promise. Because have you noticed that people that said they were in love, after a while, they find out they are no more in love. Because it's not a state. Being in love is, is, is not, it's not, it's not in past tense. It's a present continuous tense. So it's not something I'm, I, I did. No, it's something I'm doing today. I need to love my wife today. If I don't love her by today, by tomorrow, but this time tomorrow, <laughs> things will be happening that will be shaking the house. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. So we should stop saying I love you. We should say I want to love. It's a promise and a proposal. It's a proposition. Something I want to do every day. I want to try my best to do every day. It's not a state I'm in. 
So there's nowhere in scripture they say marry for love. Look for who you love and marry. It's not in the Bible. It's cultural. And it's pushed by music and movies. That's why when you see some of us fighting culture, we know what we are fighting. We're not just fighting for fighting's sake. Because the thing about culture is that by two or three generations, we won't have even known. The, the next generations won't know that there was a time when there was another way of living. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying. It's like this present generation that are TikTok, Instagram. You know, they don't know that there was time that there was no phone. You know, young people don't know that there was time that there was no mobile phone. I mean, now if you tell a young person to live without a phone, you can't even imagine that the time you can't reach anybody. Those days, if you had a phone call, you sit by the phone. You book appointment to call. I will call you 4 p.m. August 28th. You write this by letter or three months ahead, though. So if you want to call somebody in December, you write now, letter. Because letter won't get there until three months. That I'm going to call phone you in your neighbor's house because you don't have phone. <laughs> this is how we used to communicate. I'm going to call you by 4 p.m. on Saturday 5th, December. I'll write it down. The letter will get to you by December 1st. Then you go and tell your neighbor December 2nd. I'm going to come and sit here December 5th. To receive a call. Then December 5th, 3.30, you go to the house and sit down. Anything they are watching, you watch with them. They are eating, you eat with them. Because you are waiting for your call. 4, don't knock. 4.15, I never call. 4.30. The phone will ring. Grang, grang, grang. Then the person will go and pick it. Hello? Uh, my name is Zoan. So I want to speak to Sasha. Your neighbor. If Sasha has gone home to ease herself or something, they say, hold on. They will drop the phone. They will go and knock. Sasha, you have a phone call in your neighbor's house. This is how we used to communicate. We tell the young people now that there's such a thing they, they find it hard to believe. That's the thing about culture. The more we push that love is the thing. A generation will come that won't know that our parents didn't marry like that. My mom is still alive. I told you guys the story. I asked her one day, how did you marry my dad? <laughs> she said she was in fellowship. The elder of the fellowship one day came to her house with my dad. Came to her house. Knock. Enter. Sister Rosa. <laughs> that was her name. The elder, of the, the elder of the fellowship is a married man, elderly man. I'm sure my dad has been telling him that among the sisters in the fellowship, which one is a godly sister? Again, that's why godliness is important. Because the same way God looked at all the women and chose a virgin, in, that's the order they pick. Anybody picking you just because you can twerk? It's still not the kind of man you will like at the end of the day. It must be by virtue. It's a virtuous woman we're discussing. So... I'm sure he has asked her, who are the reasonable, sensible, well-behaved girls in the church? So they pinpointed my mother, I believe. Then he brought my dad. They came to our house, unannounced, just appeared. There's even no way to announce it, because they don't have any way to communicate. Just land. Uh, well done, Sister Rosa. God bless you. Uh, this guy came from Lagos. His name is Roland. He's looking for a wife, and he wants to marry you. So I was, fully, I was telling my mother, hey, so what did you say? She said she looked at him and said, uh, she said, okay. <laughs> That's it. In a few months, they were married. You see, in their generation, this whole love thing that is shocking us now didn't exist. But now it has been pushed so much, a generation will come that won't know. They will think the way to do is love. And you need to ask yourself a question, is it favoring us? That's what you need to ask yourself. The whole love concept, is it favoring us? Their marriages were not, by, by no means, perfect. But there are a lot of things they understood that I feel, if we can add our own knowledge, 
to those things, we will have a better move. All we are doing is that we are removing all that they had. And we are building our own differently. Our own is very weak. Because they start from commitment. So it's easier for them to continue with commitment. We start from feelings. And feelings is such a shabby thing. Doesn't last even one week. So the divorce rates. See, if you, if you, are, if you like my family life, we're having family life conference. Be a divorce lawyer, a divorce counselor. You will make money in the coming generations. You'll be one of the richest careers. Because the way people will be divorcing. I'm done. We have family life conference. So if you're, if you're interested in family life, it's, it's going to be the booming career of the coming years. Booming. Because no matter how much people want to deny, they can't run from love. Love is a major issue. So come and be trained. You will enjoy the, your life. If somebody get what I'm saying? It's a booming career. You see, they had commitment. They stayed for commitment. You will never hear your mom or your dad say, uh, I didn't love your dad again. Don't hear such trash. They stayed for commitment. And thank God most of them stayed. Are you here, somebody? Their marriages were not great, though. The men didn't have understanding of how to treat a woman. Most women didn't have understanding. We have that now. We're in the knowledge generation. We shouldn't throw away their foundation. We should just put our knowledge that we are learning now on that foundation. So now the men should treat the women better. The women too should treat the men better. Not that we should want to, want to build on feelings. It's not biblical. It's not even cultural. It's a new thing. Pioneered by music, movies, cartoon makers, you know, people like that. Flower, people selling flowers, people selling diamond rings. Proposal is not recent. You don't know it's recent. In your experience, do you propose? You need on one knee. Where do you sit? Maybe you come from farm. Your knee, they pay you before. From farm, where you come, you go, come need and propose. It's a recent thing. But you know today, nowadays, if you don't propose to a guy, she can kill you. If you don't propose to her, you don't, you don't take picture. You don't post it. You don't do Instagram paparazzi. All these are new cultures. And they are not altogether bad, but we can't throw away the foundation. Marriage is not the goal. So you, if you understand the goal, it's not, you know that love is not the issue. You don't marry for love. Animals are better at picking spouses than us. Animals dare not pick for love. They will die. They will go extinct if they dare pick for love. They understand survival. A lioness will not mate with the first available lion. He will not mate with the finest lion. He mates with the strongest lion. Because that guarantees provision. Guarantees protection, guarantees posterity. Or else she will die. In fact, those days, if a stronger lion comes, it will kill all the cubs of the other lion. Because he wants only all the existing cubs to be from his bloodline. So you don't go and just see cute lions. He says, it's cute. No. So are you strong? Can you defend us against enemies? Can you hunt and get food? This is how animals speak. But human beings say, <laughs> you see one loafer, he has no work. He has no sense. He has no respect. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> because we have been told we are marrying for love. I'm telling you, this, that's the most common DM or message I receive. And I'm not lying to you. I practically receive it almost every day of my life. Pastor, there's this boy. He's stupid. He's foolish. He's useless. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> because she has been programmed to think. That she loves, she marries for love. It's not only women or men who tell me the same thing. Pastor, there's this girl. She's going out with her ex. I told her I don't like it, but she said she must go out with him. Sometimes I don't know where she is. Her phone is always on flight mode when she's around. She doesn't do this. But I love her. <laughs> because they've been programmed to think they are looking for love. There are no, there's no area of human existence that human beings are stupid and foolish except in the area of love. 
Every other area, we have sense. You take a child to a school, you see that they are, the way they are treating other students, the way the place is dirty. They are, they are not even sure of what they are doing. You don't say, but I like it. What do you do immediately? You take your child, what? Out of there. You go to a hospital, you find out that the doctor went to supply diesel. He's has side hustle. He just ran inside, he smelled of diesel. His white is stained with diesel. He doesn't even know where his status go. He says, where's my, where's my... You will carry your sick child. Abby? Every other area, we have sense. When it comes to relationship, you see the boy misbehaving. He's abusive. He's slapping you. He's insulting you. <laughs> but I love him. That's the only area we behave foolish. And you know what? The whole concept and story of love, foolishness is a part of it. It's justifiable. When you do stupid things, you say, nah, love. There's no other area anybody. If you tell another person, you do, they will, will dance you slap in another area. But if you tell them, you did it for love. Your friends will argue, hey, that's how it is. When it's practically not going to work. It's practical. See, it's, some, people, some people say, what moves them is, is sexual attraction, physical attraction. How sexy, how cool. See, getting along is more important than getting aroused. Getting along is more important than what? Because I'm a counselor of 20 something years. When the marriages begin to crack, I never hear funny things. I hear real stuff. He's not financially responsible. Our rent is due. Our school fees is due. We can't eat. He's verbally. I'm hearing real stuff. I'm not hearing love. I'm not hearing he doesn't just love me. We don't love. No, no. It's real stuff. And most of it existed before they got married. 99.9% of people I counsel, the signs were clear before they got married. But guess what? Why did they marry the person? It's only animals that do that. I heard about the eagles. I've never researched this myself, but I heard about it. And some of you can check it out if it's true. I heard that the female eagle, eagles are one of those animals that mate for the same person for, for life. They don't, you know, most other animals... Whoever is available is who they mate with at some point. But eagles are one of those that if they choose one mate, they are going to stay together forever till they both die. So I heard that before, before they choose that mate, if a male eagle tries to come and mate with a female eagle, female eagle begins to, begins to give it a test. They have to pick a log of a piece of wood, take it to, the very high, to a very high place and drop it. And see if that male eagle can go and catch it before it lands. Then it will increase the size, take it up again and drop it. See if it will catch it. Why is he doing that? He's trying to say, look, because where they lay their eggs very, very high, he's trying to see if, if a, one of our chicks, one of our children is falling can this guy, she's checking responsibility. Come and teach lucky girls. Check responsibility. Check re- animals know these things. It's humans that get confused. Because we have that emotion called love. Animals don't have that. It's practical, it's real. Can it sustain? Can it protect? Can it provide? Are you here, somebody? Responsibility. So, we don't marry by love. And there's nowhere in scripture you will hear things like, oh, what makes a marriage work is two of you love yourself. You'll never hear that in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. That the secret of a strong marriage is love. It's not in the Bible. What you will hear are things like, husbands love your wife, for instance. And, of course, Greek word of that word love, agape, is not just a feeling. That word there, in the agape, it means Sacrifice. For your husband, in fact, for your wife. In fact, they made it clear. They said, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. 
and sent us flowers. Wrote us a poem. Touched his heart and thought of us, fantasized about us. Is that what they said? No. They said, God so loved the world. Gave his son. He gave himself. He died. He sacrificed. So you see that it's, a, it's, it's an action. It's a sacrificial action. It's not a feeling. For the women, it's even totally different. There's no way to say woman should love your husband. Love, what's that? This is an object. They're, they're not biblical concepts. They're not real concepts. Even scientifically and statistically, there's no such thing. Love your husband. What does that mean? What you will hear, the Bible says over and over again, is respect your husband. Submit to your husband. Those are the kind of things you hear. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And I know the world is running more and more away from God's word. But check the results. Are you here, somebody? Check what? The results. To know whether it's right or wrong. They are running more and more away from God's ordinance. Things like the transgender agenda and the homosexual gay thing. They are trying to run away from what God did. But they are finding out more and more. That's why, you know, that's why you must be a part of a church. Support the church. Some of you are going to relocate another. Please be a part of a church. See, the church is the ground and the pillar of truth. That's what the Bible says in the book of Timothy. If you can find it, find it. So the church is the ground and pillar. If we have less churches, truth will always shift. Oh, somebody didn't hear what I said. It says, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how others to behave thyself. Where? In the house of God. Keep God's house going. He said, which is the church of what? What they call it, the what? Pillar and what? Ground of what? Truth. This is why if, if you don't tithe, you are doing yourself a disservice. Maybe your children's children will suffer out of it. Because we need to keep churches alive, keep them healthy. Keep them strong enough that they are... We, we need to even start taking over media. We need to start shooting movies, shooting music. But you see, when you are not tithing, and you are just saying, yeah, he thinks about you buying material things, you, those, it doesn't matter what you leave for your children materially. If you don't leave anything for them spiritually... You won't, when, you, when you see them, you won't recognize them. Because for the world, the ground and the pillar of tr- the truth is always shifting. Only the church doesn't shift in truth. What the church believed about homosexuality in 1960, in 1900, is <laughs> still what we believe till today. No matter what culture is saying. Only the church can do that. Every other institution shifts. Politically, they've shifted. There was a time that it wasn't um, 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 law for men and men to marry. In most countries now, legally, men and men come. They shift because politicians are not after you, your well-being. They are not after your soul. They are after their candidacy. If agreeing for men or human beings to marry dog, we make you vote them. They will agree. They will say, in their mind, they will say, na, now you want marry dog. They will agree. Only the church doesn't shift. Hope you know, in most countries today, your child can go to school as Joseph. And come back that same day as Josephine. I hope you know. It's, le- it's, it's legal in some cities now and it's spreading. That your child can go to school, your son, 8, 9, 10, 11, can go to school as Joseph and get to school and say he doesn't feel like a boy. And he wants surgery. And they will do the surgery without contacting you. That's what I'm saying. They won't contact you, the parents. Your child will return home as Josephine. And you dare not oppose him because they will sue you. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So, you see, culture will always shift. That's why we, we need churches. Our stand 
on scriptures doesn't shift. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It might not look like a big deal to you. Trust me, it's a big deal. I saw a post. They say UFC fighter. You know UFC? Um, martial, um, mixed martial arts. Those guys that, you know, UFC now. You know UFC fighters. They found out that the transgender female, you know, because some men are claiming that they're women. I'm tired of being a woman. I don't feel like a woman. So they say I'm female. So they start taking hormones and all that. So they're female. They are competing in boxing and mixed martial arts with natural women. So they are beating <laughs> Babala. Beating. They, are, they say they are cracking the skulls of those females. Because of course they are not. They are, imagine imagine a, a man. Dabo and Ayo and Ko are not here. The guys that do most building. Come in, I'm just put that most building. Where's Jay? Jay, you, you're almost, you, he's done. Imagine a, mu- a muscular, you know those guys that are broad? The guy is not big, he's broad. Weigh one side of his chest. Be like signboard. So imagine that man now. Say, he's a woman. They now give him a moan. Then he come and fight a normal girl. You know Igbaru? You know, one backhand. So they are killing, they are injuring those women. And it's common sense. It's common You don't even need to be spiritual to know that a man is physically built for a different purpose than a woman. So he's going to naturally kill a woman any day, any time. It's not even open to competition. But it's stupidity because they always want to shift ground. Culture always shifts ground. They always shift ground. When there's pressure, they shift ground. But the church is the ground and the pillar of truth. Are you here, somebody? This is why we need churches. Don't play with churches. If you are located, still find a good church to attend, though. It's not a joke because a generation will come, but I won't even know. <laughs> in our own time, we, we knew that men and men marrying is weird. But in the next few generations, won't even know that there was a time when men and women were the normal thing. They won't even know. Because in two, three generations, they've already put it in our movies, put it in our music. There's no movie, there's no series. They don't burn you where not to put gay. So, and those things shape culture. If you go, then your children, those of you that look at your children, the school they are going to, they are meeting children that have dad and dad. They are meeting kids that have mom and mom. So by the time the next generation comes, they won't even know that there's such a thing as a man and woman marrying. They won't even know it exists. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So when you see us fighting culture, it's not just, we're not just shouting. We know what we're doing. So that's, that's what happened with this love thing. It has become so normal. So the every young girl, every young boy is looking for love. He's looking for spec. This is why people are staying longer, longer, longer being single. In the days of our parents, before you are 35 and you are not married, it's rare. And it's a national issue. If you are 35 and you are not married, your village, your, everybody's meeting. There's a family assembly over that matter. Am I correct? It's not, it's not, it's not a loose thing. It's not a normal thing. You're not married. A proper village um, assembly will be called. And scouts will be sent all over the town looking for who wants to marry. But today, it's common to see a lady 35 not married. Nobody's going to blink. It's normal. See a man 42, not married. It's rare at that time. Very rare at that time. Is somebody get what I'm saying? But here, we're looking for love. We're looking for spec. And what we don't realize is that the more they program you to have a spec, it also means you exempt yourself from all that good options. All that good options because you have a speck, and that thing you're calling your speck is not your speck. Nobody came with speck. Nobody sees it's, it's, it's again, it's the movies and the cultures shaping your speck. It's not your speck. 
You are not even married. You don't know what your spec is. Oh, I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. The thing you are calling, you are not married now. You say, Pastor, <laughs> me, my own start. I like sheep. That is your view from before marriage. Is somebody following what I'm saying? That is your view from what? Before marriage. Have you been married for 10 years before? Hello, somebody. Let me, let me, I, need a, I need a practical example. Who is in the choir that is not married? You are not married, Abby. No, the guy in black, you are not married now. No. Abby, you are married, no, tell us. Are you married? Eh? Both in home and abroad. Okay, good. So let's use this guy. So this guy now, imagine that he said his own spec is that he likes figure. That's what he likes. That is his view before marriage. Have you been married for 10 years before? So he doesn't know what, what his need or his view will be in 10 years. He doesn't know it. He's going to get to 10 years in marriage, find out he doesn't need shape. He doesn't know. He's just talking from an outsider point of view. When you go and buy a car, for, at least for guys, or a, a lady, you go and buy a shoe, your view from show glass Your experience from show glass is that the color is so nice. The shape is so nice. It will go with my green dress. That my olive green dress that I've not worn. These shoes will we, 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 we complement it. I will now use that my lipstick that is turquoise green. Or something, something. That is your experience before you buy the shoe. When you buy the shoe, the looks won't mean as much. What do we want to use the experience? <laughs> because if you have ever worn shoes before, there are some shoes you wear. You will know that you either take off this shoe or you become crippled <laughs> in a few hours. Because blood stops flowing anywhere in your head. You know that this shoe, you are going to die if you want to maintain this shoe. <laughs> you will die before the end of today. Your experience buying it, the same thing with a guy. You are looking at the car from outside. You say, boy, I like this car. They feel and they feel and they feel and When you buy it, you are not looking at it from outside anymore. It's other people admiring it from outside. You, your experience of that car now is what? Inside. You are checking whether the AC is working. You are checking whether the winding down winds down. You are checking whether it's climbing bump. Whether it starts in the morning. Those things become more important to you than how it looks. The looks still matter to people who are looking from outside. To you inside, the experience of the car is more important. So that's what most single people do. They say, me, what I like is the shape. Wait, own the car first. You now find out where the service is. It's a difference. Nobody tells you those things. Can I never forget my first Benz. That's why I say tomorrow I don't touch Benz. I'm not saying you should not buy Benz, but I, mean, I don't buy it. My first experience was not good. I was traumatized. But this Benz GL... You know, seven-seater Jeep, beautiful car. The drive was sweet. Leather, sweet. Everything was sweet. And the first week, we're using the car. Sweet car, I'm telling you not. Minister Joy. She wasn't a minister at that time. And I forgive her because this took grace. Minister Joy, we just had a baby then. She put this water that they used to put, you know, you sterilize your stuff. So it's a lot of water. Put it in the back seat. And in the course of moving and all that, that water poured. And in those bends, there are fuse box 
And normal cars own day front. Normal cars own. Same people. Their fuse is in front. But this Benz, the fuse box and all that is in the back seat. Under the back seat. So as that water poured, it poured on the back seat. The car just stopped in the middle of nowhere, wound down the window, make it no kilo. Then he wind down by himself. <laughs> when a car is being nice to you, you know you're about to enter a season of hardship. The car stop, come wind down. Say you go sweat. Make her just help you ahead. You go sweat. The car wind down. <laughs> My brother, you know normally if you're in Lagos, something happens, you can just call one mufu, call one guy. Mufu na come check. I may change wire. Bam bam mufu is what red. Thirty two B. You call the field. Bring him. My brother. We begin make phone call. They say no be that type of. Say the money to bring the towing car, that we carry it. They don't tow it. You carry it and put it in the back of the. I don't spend. When they come take and go. With that time we used to joke with the car. We say car that you can't repair with ATM. Because that time ATM had limit. If that car spoil, no be ATM. You go to you have you have to go and withdraw. No, they use ATM. That time to fix that fuse, whatever what was about 450k. This was over that time. That's like four million, five million naira to the of today. It was 450,000. Person just buy a car when I'm pay finish. Because <laughs> I pay the cash much more. Since that time, if you see best, if you dash me, I go dash person. <laughs> you see, because the experience of owning the car is different from looking at it from outside. I say the car fine. This is what young people are doing. You don't know what you need yet. And that's why when you come into Christ, one of the first things God tells you to do is to renew your mind. Because the way they've taught you before, you have speck. Too much speck. You can sit down. Too much speck. And all those speck, you thought it's your speck, it's not your speck. You were programmed to like it. But when the chips are down, you find out those are not important. Many, many young people, why, why are you not married? Oh, I'm looking for love. I, you know, I, I, I meet one, he, I meet a man. He, he likes me. He, he's godly. He has a job. But I'm not feeling it. Feeling key you there. Feeling key you there. <laughs> because, <laughs> because what you don't realize, what you don't realize is that your mind your feelings don't, don't, doesn't work independently of itself. It's only working based on what you have programmed to your mind. If you do a white man like this, it makes no meaning to him. In fact, he'll wave back to you and say, Hi, man. If you do a black man like this, he knows the meaning. He knows it means God punish you, you know, go better for you. So he will give you back, say, you're mad, you're crazy, God punish you. So, this thing has no meaning by itself. It's only the meaning based on what you have been programmed to think it means that stirs up feelings inside you. By itself, it has no meaning. Some of you say, I can't marry Yoruba, I can't marry Igbo. Nonsense. Even you, you are not Yoruba, you are not Igbo. You are not anything. You are simply programmed. How many of you have met Igbo boys or somebody born from Igbo parents and have lived in Lagos all their life, can't speak a word of Igbo, but can speak Yoruba fluently? Have you met people like that before? 
Why is he speaking Yoruba and behaving Yoruba? Because he was programmed that way. And a Yoruba person also can go to the east and be born there and grow there and behave totally Igbo. So at the end of the day, you are really not Yoruba or Igbo or anything. You are just programmed. And that's why when you come into Christ, the first thing God tries to tell you is that come as a child so that I can reprogram you. I want to reprogram you now as my child. You were programmed as a man's child. You were programmed as a woman's child. If your natural parents were tribalistic, you'll be tribalistic. If your natural parents were greedy, you'll be greedy. If your natural parents used to lie, you will lie. God said, now you are now my child. Let me program you the way you should be. He said, come as a child. He said, don't be conformed. Romans 12, DJ, give me. He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the apps that are running inside your mind. Let me flash your mind and download new apps. Let them start working. Let me, let me transform your mind. So nothing is, no, no woman is fine or not fine. It's just what you have been programmed to believe. And when you come into Christ, let God renew your mind. See, many of you, the kind of person you're looking for, it's like, how many of you are housing agents or real estate agents or anything like that here? You're a real estate agent. Good. So, um, 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 who raised the hand there? Good. So, um, um, what's your name again? Sam. So, Sam, let's say I come to you and say, Sam, I need a house. Hmm? I want it to be bungalow, but it will have basement underground. Then, I want it to have two swimming pools. One big one in front, one small one at the back. It must have three palm trees. Two in front, one at the back. Then it must have a staircase that leads on top of the bungalow where I can stay and get fresh air. How soon am I going to find that house that already has these things? It is possible, but very unlikely. It will take a long, even if it exists, probably take a long time. There are not many houses. But what if I tell um, Sam that I just want a bungalow that has space that I can build a swimming pool in front and build a swimming pool at the back and space that I can plant three palm trees. How fast can I get that one? I can get that house today. You see, even if you're adding specs that people, other people program into you and you're looking for, looking for, looking for, it might exist somewhere. It's going to be unlikely. And some of you, after you even get in, I find out that the two swimming pools serve. <laughs> I never even use one. There are a lot of things you are chasing. When you get it, you find out you don't need it. It has already, it has already happened to some of you in your lifetime. There are things you've bought, you've struggled to buy. You're not using it. But that time you wanted to buy it, it was like drug. Because all your neighbors have it. You must have. They didn't tell you what they are suffering. You just came to join them. When you join them, they tell you, now, so all of us, don't know this, <laughs> somebody get what I'm saying? So there are lots of books here that will help you. I'll end with this one. How to know if he or she really loves you. Please get all these books and I'll be outside to sign some of it for you. How to know if he or she really loves you. Because what I decided to do was help people break down practical steps, what love means. To a man and a woman, they are different. You will never see God anywhere address men and women the same. Those of you that were around last year when did pink and blue. In fact, one of my, as I was researching the topic, one of my coaches and, and professors that in this men and women are different thing, he said he actually went to many HR companies, I mean many companies, many of the big companies, and talked to their HR. And he said almost all of them agreed that men and women are different. All of them agreed that the way you treat a man and a woman, the things they look out for in a company, that they are all different. But they also told him that they cannot publicly be quoted. 
are saying it. Because if you say it in that kind of professional atmosphere, women will rise. And say, how can you say so? Men will rise. How can you? So he said they don't say it, but they know. So women are struggling to be men. Women are competing to be men. Look, women, every time you're trying to be a man, you're not promoting yourself, you're demoting yourself. Because you have so much qualities that men don't have. Don't let the world push you into competing with men. That's, that's the madness going on now. Women want to be men. What a man can do? Nonsense. You have no business trying to be a man. You are a way more complicated piece of equipment. You want to reduce? Scientifically, women can hear better. Can see. see, if you're a man and you're married, you're on phone call, your wife is hearing what the other person is saying. Their ears are like that. A man can't even hear the one you're talking to him directly. I'm telling you scientifically proven. Men don't hear as well as women. Women hear better. So she's hearing what the person is saying. Even though the person is whispering, she's hearing. And she's hearing what you are saying. Now she's not also hearing what you people are not saying. Say, I won't be there by 4 o'clock. She knows it means you'll be there by 4 o'clock. Women can see better than men. Especially with their side. Women can see from their side. Men can see from their side. Men must always look to see. Women don't have to look to see because their eyes can see from here. So you are with your wife, you are answering chat. She's reading it. She's facing here. She's there, Ola. We will see you on the meeting. She's reading it. She's facing here, but she read your chat here. Men don't know. She can see from the side. If you don't want her to see the chat, stand up. She's reading it. This is why when women gossip with men, it's very horrible. Because amongst women, they can gossip looking straight. When they gossip with men, men say, see that boy. Men go, eh? Yeah. She said, don't turn, don't turn. Now gossip, look straight. He can't look straight. He has to turn. But three women, they gossip. They, they face front. The person they gossip, they're they back. Then they see him. Say, see, I want to stand. I want to go to the one stand. I want to They are seeing things. <laughs> so with all that gift, you now want to be like a man. Are you serious? We, we are struggling where we are. You want to be like us. Please stay up there where you are. You are too gifted. Don't compete with being a man. And, and <laughs> Hallelujah. And I will end with this. On that thing, keeping young people from not marrying. Apart from all the obstacles we put for ourselves, like you must have a big wedding, you must propose, you must invite this MC or that music band. We're just stressing ourselves. Listen, eh? wedding a wedding. If you are richer 10 years into the marriage, you can still do a party. You can even do a destination. There's no rush in this life. The earlier you start, the better. Don't say you must do big wedding if you can't afford it. Nobody put up circle for your front. It's never, guess of now today, if you don't have money, it's the type you are chasing. There are many godly women that will, will work with a man at the level he is. Many. It's just the type you are, you are chasing those type that want to use LV bag they can't afford. You are chasing those ones that want to wear expensive wig on an empty head. That's the type you are chasing. That one is not your type. You will look for those godly sound women that have a job they are doing and that are builders by nature. They are okay with building with a guy. Just be responsible. Don't be a loafer. They don't want you to, you don't have to have all the money, but they need to see that you look like somebody that is going somewhere. When I married my wife, the church couldn't pay me salary. For the, for the first 20 years of this church, the church didn't pay me. They couldn't pay me when I met my wife. But you see, when she came, she could see that there was already a church. We were already doing something. We were running three services that time in the hall we were using. So we, I didn't have cash, but she could see that if this guy is doing this okay, if I join with him, I'll be a crown to his head. The thing will expand. He will enter his kingship. Hasn't that happened now? 
So the lady just wants to see that you two have where you are going. You are selling used phone. She wants to see that, okay, how, how, how diligent are you? How, how, many, how, many, how many requests do you get in a week? How many inquiries do you get in a week? Okay, 20 inquiries. But how many do you sell in a week? You sell only two. She's thinking that me to have a set of friends and set of influence. If I post this your phones on my own platforms, I can get 20 more inquiries. If we add it, then we'll start selling more copies. You know, she's thinking how she can, because she's a helper. She's created like that to fix things. So she wants to see you're doing something, and it's going somewhere, and if she adds her own, it will get there. That's what she wants to see. But you, you don't want that. You want to get all your money first. Time is running. That's the trick. You, you think the blessing comes after the wedding. The blessing comes when you find the wife. So you marry first, then the favor comes after. Favor doesn't come before. You want to get her your favor before you find her. You always ask, she's the favor. So when you find a wife, you find a good thing, and you obtain favor. You, you are waiting for, you're looking for favor before marriage. No, it comes after marriage. Are you here, somebody? For most men, that's how it's going to be. Most of us were not like this when we got married. It comes after marriage. But you want to get everything first, and time is going. You are now 40. You're already struggling with us, the white beard. And you're not even married. <laughs> Listen, oh, playing with children at old age, you know, easy. Oh. Ask anybody we born late. Me, it took us eight years to have our first child. Now, my son wants to play. Uh, we were teaching him how to ride bicycle the other day. I told Joshua, help me teach him. So, Joshua ran, because when you're teaching a child bicycle, you have to be literally running with the, you know, hold. So, after Joshua do one, I said, I ah, no, make a help. When I go one lap, I say, come continue. <laughs> come continue. I couldn't breathe. So this is what you want to do at 50. This is what you want to do at 60. Better start now. Life will, things will work out as time goes. Just be responsible. That's all you need. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are many women that will work with you. Don't look for the one looking for LV back. That's not your type. Look for, there are many. That are godly or sound. Even have a job. They just need you to be responsible. So, I was, like I said, I'm going to end with this. Most women have been also taught. Adapt, two of you come. Um, you too, Mr. Man. Just come. Three of you come. Um, I need one more guy. One more single guy. Please come on stage. One more single guy. Thank you. Just volunteer yourself, yes. Come, ladies. Come quickly, ladies. Don't worry. You're working so slow. Don't be afraid. Worst case, I join you. <laughs> As you bring a um, communion. Okay, so, um, Ada, you come. Stay here. Um, Sweet, so you stay in the middle. You guys spread. The three of you face that way. So, see the modern girl. They've told her she must have spec. It's not even her fault. She's watching movies. She's listening to music. So, they are pumping spec into her. So, naturally, she's building the momentum of spec. Then, after that, they now start telling her, look, it's not only men that should chase women. Women, too. Chase men. That's what's raining. That women too can propose. Women too can follow. If you like a man, go after him. They say, Ruth, Ruth went to stay in the bosom of uh, Boaz. <laughs> I don't have time to go into that, but that's nonsense again. First of all, Ruth wasn't chasing a man. Ruth was following her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law told her, I don't have any other child I can give birth to. Because those days, when, you're, when somebody's wife, husband dies, the, the next sibling can marry the woman. That's how they do it. So the woman said, I'm already old. I can't have another son for you. Even if I had a son, you can't wait. So, but Ruth was saying, look, it doesn't matter. I'm not there, but you too, you don't have a husband. So let me stay with you. Let me serve you. So she was looking for service. Then she stayed there. Then even the man they talked about, a lot of things happened. She was working. She wasn't looking for the man. Then lastly, it was the man's right. They call it king's man redeemer. 
the man was their relative. Again, culturally, it was the man should marry her. So it was a cultural thing. It wasn't that she was going about looking for a random guy to toast her. To go and stay on his feet. So it's not a biblical concept. Please don't follow that. But they've told the young girls of today, hunt. You too can hunt. A woman was never built for hunting. A woman was built for attraction, not aggression. Attraction is a strength, not aggression. She attracts, and out of all the people she attracts, she picks one. So a woman doesn't, a man picks who he wants. A woman doesn't pick who she wants. She picks from who wants her. Because she must maintain her value. Not because she doesn't have sense to pick, but she must maintain her value. She can't go after people that don't want her. That's why they don't hawk diamond ring in traffic. They don't hawk it in traffic. The moment you bring diamond jewelry and start hawking in traffic, you are exposed to any pricing. You bring diamond necklace. Say, <laughs> buy your diamond necklace here. The moment you do that, you start hearing pricing. Why now? Come! Diamond necklace, come! They'll tell Gala, Gala, call necklace. They'll call you, go come. They'll say, how much? You say, this is 18 karat gold. It's something, something karat. It's something, skiwaski, one thing. That one, your business. Inside traffic. Any amount. Now, because they'll say, how much do you want to say? You say, this is a, a $20,000. You go hear the guy, go say, man, give you 200 naira. Or two five. Have you ever been beside your friend that can price in traffic before? My brother was driving with somebody. They were selling sunglasses. Designer package. The guy said 7K. Where my friend talk? He said, I'll give you 700 naira. Ah! Even me where being friend. I said, ah! From 7K. Guys, I said, I'll give you. Um, by the time we leave, I think the guy bought it 900 naira. I said, ah! In traffic, once you go, you expose yourself. So I said, woman, you can't expose yourself like that. Because you are not created to be that exposed. Somebody can snatch that thing when you're saying in traffic. It's exposed to all kinds of devaluation. That's why women don't hunt. So, <laughs> so they've told that go and hunt. That modern girls hunt. Only that they don't come back and tell you the story of how the hunting went. They don't tell you that five years into the marriage how the hunting went. Because a man is largely a project-driven person. If you take out that part of him chasing you, there's nothing left for him in that marriage. Nothing left for him. You have taken his role. He's a project-driven person. He's a hunter by nature. So they've told her to go and hunt. She has spec. So, she's chasing this one. You can face us now. Because this, this guy fits her spec. She wants tall guy. Dark. Handsome. All the things they've told her. She has, so this guy fits. Only problem is that this guy doesn't like her. Because he's not seen her before. She's the one chasing him. I canceled a couple from the United States. They were not married, but they were in a relationship. And the relationship was about to break. So they quickly called me. And I'm not cheap. Those of you that know, I'm not cheap. $600 per hour. That's what I charge. If you want canceling, yeah, I'm not cheap at all. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I told you this field is good. I don't tell now. Uh, that's what I tell you. In the next few years, you, you go, now we, now we they rock this world. <laughs> now we they rock this town. <laughs> uh-huh, where am I? <laughs> So the, the couple called me from the United States. They said, oh, the, the relationship is about to break. I said, what's the problem? They said, they've been in relationship for two years, but the guy is not just active. The guy is not bringing the vibes. The guy is not, doesn't seem interested. I spoke with the guy. Truly, he, was not, he doesn't look interested. He was giving me the kind of answers he was giving me. I said, this guy, I don't like this girl. 
So I quickly had to ask questions. I said, where did you meet? They said, ah, their mutual friend had a wedding. And both of them were like bridesmaids and all those things. They were in the train. So I said, what happened when you were on the train? They said, nothing. Nothing happened when they were on the train. So I said, okay, what now happened after? They said, one or two weeks after, the groom, the, you know, the bride that knows the girl, now also knows the guy. And I, th- I think the girl has said, I have noticed that guy. So the, the bride now went to talk to the guy that we have a friend that you should like because she likes you. So they shall put them together in a relationship. And of course, the guy was not coming forth. They were dating for two years old, but it wasn't flowing. I said, look, if he saw her the first time and he didn't notice her, he didn't like her, you can't make a man like you. From the first time he saw you and he didn't notice you, you guys, I said, did people even talk? He said they talked and he didn't think anything of it. He has answered you. That's an answer. So chasing him is a waste of time. And you see, men are wired in a way that only few of them have the discipline and decency to block you when you are toasting them. Most other ones will enjoy you and still not marry you. So that's what's going on in the world. There's more sex, less marriages. Oh, I, 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 let me move this way. I say in this generation, there's more sex, less marriages. Why? Because she's chasing him. And she's not a hunter. Sorry for beating you. The way men are wired, men are hunters. Hunters know that if you want to catch fish, you can put a bait. The bait is not the full meal. The bait is just a small portion to get the big picture. That's hunting. Women are not hunters. So women come with their everything. <laughs> men know that if you are tossing, it's a, it's, a, it's a bait and catch idea. I bet you. When you agree, I catch you. When I was sitting at the table, you thought I was bringing the food. You are... You are the food! You are the food! So this dining table is for you! When I give you bread, you can I catch you! But women are not hunters. So when they say go and hunt, she gives him the whole food. Because she wants to catch him. She gives him her soul. Because women are lovers. Women don't know how to love half half. They are lovers. So he gives him everything. Her also, her body, her money, her everything, her dedication. There are many men that are married and not married. They are enjoying all the benefits of marriage somewhere. Somebody is cooking for them, cleaning for them, giving them money, servicing them sexually. Only the only problem is that they don't want to marry her. They are enjoying her for her husband. <laughs> they are enjoying her. So of you, by the time your mileage, by the time you reach your own husband's house. You see, when God is saying, keep yourself, he knows what he's saying. Some of you, the mileage. Don't go far. (laughs) So she's loving with her whole heart. No trap, no bait, no nothing. She's giving everything. When the guy has used, 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 tire, he will start making statements like, your husband will enjoy. (laughs) Because really, why is a man dating you for four years? Why is a man dating you for seven years? He's enjoying all the benefits. If he's not enjoying benefits, he can't be. You, 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 you. How, how many of you like pepper noodles? You know pepper noodles? That there's vegetable, there's drop pepper. <laughs> or any other food you like, you know, pepper rice or one bad amala. How many of you can have that amala? Hmm? For four years. 
anoint it. The reason why a man will date for four years is enjoying the food. He's eating it already. Nobody can keep Amala and keep their best food for three years. I'm just waiting. I lie, he's a chopper. Why is he dating you seven years? You're servicing him. He's enjoying all the benefits already. There's no rush. If he's really hungry and you are badass Amala, you are crazy noodles, you are crazy whatever it is, and they say it can be yours if you marry. What am I waiting for? It's not where I'm going. We're married now. But you ain't have... So she's giving him so he's enjoying everything. The only problem is that he likes this person. He has spec too. He likes this one. So he's enjoying this one. Like I said, this generation, there's more sex, less marriages. He's chasing this one. Only problem. This one is a modern woman. woman. So she doesn't like him. She will say, eh, he's born again. He's tall. He has a good job. <laughs> I'm not what? I'm not feeling it. Who is she feeling? See her spec. So this is what's going on. Everybody's chasing somebody that doesn't want them. So they're all having sex. Nobody's marrying anybody. Because the person they want also wants another person. The way God created it, he wanted women to be as open as possible to a lot of options. And that's why women of old married quickly. Because they didn't have all these plenty of things. Does he have work? They will check his lineage, then they're mad for their. No, they are normal. The things they ask are practical things that we can finish asking in one or two weeks. Fire down marriage. Fire down marriage. They marry quickly. But we, you want to take her out on a date. You go on three dates. Inside that three dates, because of the amount of money the guy has spent, the woman doesn't have anything to contribute. She feels that, ah, he has spent. What can I give him in return? You know what she will give in return? She will fire him. Give him sex in return. After the three dates, he will say, well, okay. It was nice knowing you. Let me try on that person. So these guys are serial testers. So they're tasting, tasting, checking out their spec. And you see, the more you taste, after a while, your taste buds will start deceiving you. If you have tasted food before, there are some things if you eat, if you eat the next thing, it will have no taste. Because this thing you've tasted has. So they're tasting. Any man you see that is started something years and above, he's married. <laughs> Just not legally. Ask him. That I tell him I said it. Let him come and denounce it. He's married. Somebody's taking care of him. Sometimes a group of people <laughs> are contributing their quota. Ask him. Let him come and deny it. Only very few, only very few guys are above 30, 35 that are really living the real life. Very few. They exist, don't get me wrong, but they're very few in number. Most of the ones, someone's taking care of their needs. Someone's meeting their needs. But they don't like that person. They have somebody they're chasing. Or they are just serial tasters. Because these tasting things they carry after a while. Because tasting the sweets, to be honest. Tasting is a good career. Yes. It's an, let me say it's an enjoyable career. Because after a while, just have you ever tasted somebody's food that is not your food? You don't say the sweets is one kind. 
When it's your food, you have to start cooking it. You have to wash plates. You have to, like you have to pay for the food. Mm-mm. Just let me take two spoons. How many of you have those friends in university that will never cook, but they know when you are cooking? Because you cooking is a different bug. You have to go to market. You have to cook. You have to wash pots. You have to wash plates. If I just taste your own. And if there are many people around, if I taste two, two spoons for everybody, I don't fool. So these guys remain permanent testers. And they never marry. And the girls are being tested. Is somebody going to say, were you blessed this evening? This morning. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. So, so let's pray. Let's rise to our feet. Let's pray for one minute. Today's still Thanksgiving service. We'll, we'll just thank God from there. But let's pray. Let's take one minute to pray for the single people in the house first. Father, I thank you for all the singles in there. If you're, if you're a single person, take one minute to pray for yourself. Now, Lord, I want, I want to do things your way. Purify my mind. Help me to cleanse my mind. Renew my mind. Help me to start seeing men and seeing women the way you see them. Let me start seeing the things you see in them. I don't want to depend on my own understanding. Your word says I should lean not on my understanding. If a married person starts to pray for yourself also, that the purposes of marriage, the real purposes of marriage, you will tap into it. You will get the best of it. It's one of the best gifts God gave mankind. Marriage is one of the best gifts God gave mankind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mandebo Sakadaya. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for all the single people in the house this morning. Lord, I pray that their steps will be ordered. I pray their eyes will be open. They will be at the right places at the right time. They will see the way you see. They will value the way you value. Lord, help them to renew their minds. Whatever traumatic experience from the past that is affecting their person today, Lord, I ask for healing. I ask for restoration in the name of Jesus. Whatever negative influence, negative person, negative pattern that exists presently in their lives, today, I break his hold in the name of Jesus. They are free to marry the way you want and to marry the kind of person you want for them in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the married couples in the house, I pray that your marriage will not just be you marking time. It will not just be you wasting time. It will fulfill God's purpose. It will achieve God's aim. The purpose why God brought a man and a woman together will be fulfilled in your own lives in the name of Jesus. Whatever marriage is going through a hurting time or a tough time, I speak healing. I speak healing. I speak healing. Let that marriage be strengthened again. Let it be sweet again. Let it be blessed again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home 
of victorious people.